like 2 a.m. in the morning, and my mom woke me up, and I was like, Gemma, you need to take a pregnancy test, and I was like, what? I wasn't even awake, and then I faked a pregnancy test, and went back to bed, but I knew, somehow. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the channel. Bro, every time you're talking over the intro, man. Well, anyway, it's episode 68. <laughs> We're joined here with, once again, uh, one of our favorite guests. One of our most viewed episodes, actually, I think. <gasps> Who said she was our favorite? Gemma. <laughs> <laughs> Gemma Josephine. invited back somehow. <laughs> Thanks, Luke. <laughs> I want just a nice, you know, smooth sailing day. <laughs> wow. <sighs> Welcome back, Gemma. How are you? Not as great as I was a couple minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's unfortunate. Get over yourself. Oh my God. <laughs> no, How, how's life, Sorry. Gemma? What's uh, last time you were on here? She was. She's still very young, but she's yeah, gotten older. She's how's life been since? Life's been good. I'm still living in Denver, Colorado, working for a nonprofit that works with survivors of sex trafficking. Um, it's been. Yeah, just a crazy couple of months of learning yeah. how to parent and work and yeah, come visit people. Just so everyone knows, Gemma, her family's in uh, what state? Idaho. Idaho, right. Yeah. Sandpoint. Yes. Um, and so she's kind of on her own with a kid. And I can kind of relate because like, I'm kind of on my own, but my parents are like 10 minutes away. Without a child. <laughs> Without a child. <laughs> so I can't imagine what you have to go through on a day-to-day -day basis. But um, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, what have like she can start to talk now? She can run. Yep, she's walking. She's talking. She's turning into an actual person. She's not human yet. Well, uh, well, she's there, still Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, she's still human. just a, still just a clump of cells. <laughs> <laughs> no. So you're uh, until you're of age, you're just a clump of cells. Me and you too. <laughs> you're not eighteen yet. Oh, yeah, Soon. that's right. <laughs> Soon. Um, and today we kind of want to talk about like accepting change. So, Gemma, why do you want? Why do you, what, what made you think of that? I mean, I can kind of imagine why, but. Well, I just think change is something that I mean, from the moment that we're born, we experience change all the time. Yeah. And I think especially once we get into our teen years, into young adult years, that change switches and becomes a little bit more bigger and a little bit more can be more challenging and um i just think it's something that not everyone is okay with mm -hmm. um and something that i don't know yeah and no, i think change is one of the things that humans fear the most yeah um <laughs> thanks josephine for the input <laughs> Jonah, any anything like what's the biggest change in your life have you guys ever had anything um I don't know if there was any, like, sharp turning point. Hi. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I don't know, there there have been some some curveballs, I guess. Yeah. College. <laughs> yeah. Taking my friends away. Give them back, please. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I have a question, though. If you guys had to choose for every situation in your life, would you rather know long before in, like, you just know, or would you just have it like, you just know the day before and it's really sudden change? Like, would you rather have slow change or just really sudden change? <laughs> <laughs> just being hitting the sound buttons. 
Uh oh. From what I remember, is do you want change fast and suddenly, or do you want to know about it sooner? I, I, I don't, actually, I didn't. Yeah, it was question. like, would you know? Way yeah, would you rather? Advance? Would you rather like preemptively know for a long time, or would you rather just kind of like hit you in the face? But you like, yeah, you don't have to worry about it beforehand. Yeah, exactly. I just let it hit me. Cause I like, feel like sudden, yeah. Because, well, I mean, that's in the case that it's like a bad thing. If it was a good thing, I'd want to like look forward to it. But yeah, that's true. Not what it has to be. If it's a situation. bad thing, I'd I'd just spend all my time trying to change it. Exactly. And that would cause a lot of stress. Yeah, unless it's like a, yeah, <laughs> and it's probably like an absolute point in time that you can't change. Yeah, it's like so. the question of like, would you rather know like how you were gonna die or, or when, when you were gonna die? Yeah. And it's like if you knew you were gonna die in a car crash, you'd never get in a car again, ever. Yeah. Well, how was it for you, Gemma? Was it like sudden or was it like knowing you had a kid? Yeah, it was pretty sudden. It was like two a.m. in the morning. And my mom woke me up, and I was like, Gemma, you need to take a pregnancy test. And I was like, what? I wasn't even awake. And then I faked a pregnancy test, and then went back to bed. But I knew, somehow. But yeah, it was really sudden. Okay, why was this <laughs> at like 2 a.m., and why did your mom, like, what? I feel like I'm missing something. So, Joe's dad told um, one of the people that I was living with, that he thought I was pregnant. And then um, the guy he told, told my mom, because my mom was visiting in town. And um, I don't know why it was so early in the morning, but she did. She woke me up and she was like, Gemma, you need to take this pregnancy test. And I was like, what do you mean, why? Like, this is ridiculous. And kind of when, the second she asked me to, I kind of was like, I totally am. But I dipped it in the toilet bowl water. I was like, see, I'm not... Can we go back to bed, please? And then we did. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, it was pretty. So there was that change. There was that change, yep. And then what went through your, we talked about this last episode, but what went through your head when you figured it out? Because I feel like those are the deciding moments when there's big change like that, like yeah. what goes through your head. Yeah. I feel like like a lot of bad change, like immediately like I went to like the denial phase of I was like, there's no way. Yeah. Like. It happened at a period of time where I was really excited of, like, okay, I'm going to turn my life around, and then this happened, and I was like, there's no way. Like, I was ready to do good, and this this can't be happening. So for a while, it was a lot of, like, the first, I don't know, couple of days until I had my doctor's appointment, and it was actually confirmed. Um, and then at that point, it was just a mix of, like, fear, confusion, like, not just, I don't even know how to explain it, but... um. And this would be hard for, like, any girl your age, but you're in, like, a Catholic family, yeah. which I feel like adds quite a bit of magnitude to everything. It did. I, that's what I was afraid of. I think there is this kind of bad... Connotation? Aura? Yeah, like, just view on, like, if things happen in a religious family, that automatically yeah. you're going to be ostracized. And that was my fear, especially with my dad, who I've struggled with for a long time. But... Yes, they were disappointed, but they ended up being my biggest like advocates yeah. and like supporters. So I can't even me. imagine that conversation. I like I what I think <laughs> I, was on a, I was on a snowmobile one time and um, <laughs> I was trying to back it up and I guess like since my gloves on, I wasn't able to like click the reverse button enough and I was right next to a car. So instead of like backing up like. Doing point turns, oh <laughs> I just God, floored man. the gas straight into the car, and I, like, <laughs> I dented it. And it wasn't like insanely bad, 
But, like, for the rest of, like, the trip that we were up there, I was just, like, eaten inside. I was like, I don't want to tell. I don't want to yeah. talk to him. I don't want to confess. That I hate that feeling. So. Oh, it's the worst. Ah. Yeah, definitely had a that feeling for sure. Yeah, but probably, like. Times 10. Yeah. <laughs> the thing, though, like, a lot about that was, like, I couldn't change the situation. So it was either, like, pack my bags and move to Jamaica or <laughs> tell people around me and just kind of deal with the consequences of my actions. And I chose the latter, which ended up being the right decision. Usually is. Yeah. Because you can, like, not tell anyone, and then it's just, like, see if it'll get, like, you know, oh, maybe an elk was really drunk or something and ran into the side of my truck. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. College is a big change that's coming up, but I don't really see it as a positive or negative change. It's just kind of a thing. It does have its positive and negative aspects, though, like abandoning my friends. Yeah, thanks. I'll be able to visit them on breaks, like Matthew, and not Wolfgang nor Lewis. <laughs> but, I mean, I'll also be able to make new friends and get accustomed to, like, a different life in a different place. Yeah. And that's the thing about change I think that's really cool is whether it's good or bad, you as a person are going to be different because of it. Mm -hmm. Whether it's something negative and you all of a sudden are different in terms of just now you've got a little trauma or if it's something good and you're going to college but now you're going to be in a totally different environment learning things that you wouldn't have if you stayed where you were, mm -hmm. which I think is pretty cool. When I think of change, I, Isaiah 43, 18 uh, is a pretty sweet verse. So remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing new things. Um, I don't know. I think I think uh, Josephine added some words here. Um, but essentially, I will make a way in the wilderness um, and create rivers in the desert. So just like God calls us to change, and most of the time, it's pretty uncomfortable. Like yeah. most of the times when God calls someone in the Bible to do something big, it's a big change. And it's usually he picks someone that we as humans wouldn't think of being worthy, like Saul to Paul or, you know, those kind of stories yeah. or Abraham. So it's, yeah. yeah. And the thing about that, though, is like God asks us to change. We change all the time. But he is the one thing in our life that will never change. Mm -hmm. That is cool. Like he yeah. is the most constant, like never changing thing that we have, which makes it really easy to, I think, like, you can go through whatever change, but you know you have mm -hmm. Jesus to fall back on. <clears throat> there is something to be said for, like, um, like God never changes, obviously. But the way we understand him, like, the more we start learning, the I guess the more we can understand him. So that does kind of change, I guess. But that's still, like, on a personal level. Yeah. Like, we, yeah. like, he will never. Like, yeah. he's, uh, yeah. Yeah. I well, saw, I finished Daredevil season three last night, and <laughs> if y'all didn't know, Daredevil is Catholic, and <clears throat> he was talking to um, a nun that, like, raised him, um, and he was, like, quoting his dad when he said that God's plan is, like, this tapestry that we can only see, like, the backside of, and so all we see are, like, random colors and designs, but we can't tell the full picture. Yeah, we can't see the full picture, and we can't tell it. It's actually like a beautiful. Yeah, I was teaching down actually today, and this kid asked me like, 
I prayed for my dad when he was sick that he wouldn't die and he still died. And you know, those are always like, I feel like the hardest questions to answer, especially for a little kid. Mm-hmm. But I just pointed out like, you know, I bet Mary probably paid for, prayed for Jesus when he was on the cross that he wouldn't have to die. But once you see the full picture and like, if that didn't happen, if God's will didn't come through, like we would essentially all be screwed. <laughs> yeah. So once you see the full picture, like it does help. But I mean, Gemma, you've, I think you've struggled with this probably the most, just knowing your story. Like when Josephine's dad, like, I don't know if you want to talk about that, but I feel like. Yeah. I mean, five months into my pregnancy, uh, the father of Joe um, committed suicide and <clears throat> like in the moment, I think like it was absolutely like it was terrible. I was a mess. Like I didn't understand. I thought it was my fault. But as time moved on, like and I look back, like the Lord works the most mysterious ways. And I'm not like I never wanted to come off as like Jesus like killed him. Yeah. But um, he works everything for good. And like in that moment, like. Because of that, um, and again, super traumatic. Like I, did, I think suicide is one of the most evil things a person can do. But like, I have been blessed through that. Like the Lord has turned that traumatic situation into like I'm not in a custody battle. I, um, like I'm not in a war. Like I feel like I would be if He was still here. And I sure. have like, I don't know. Like it really comes down to the fact that. At that point in time, I was able to trust the Lord. And that changed a lot because if I didn't, I think I would have seen the situation a lot differently. Yeah. Um, that is a beautiful thing about being a, believing in Jesus is like yeah. everything that happens on this world, the only two things you got to worry about is like love God, love others. Because yeah. I find myself so often thinking about, okay, money like, all these future plans I have, but then, like, okay, none of that really matters. We're just here for a blip. Like, yeah. there's a rope that goes on for infinity, and we're in the first inch of it. Yeah. <laughs> but the f- that inch determines where we spend that eternity, so it's very important. But, <laughs> um, I don't know, should we hop into some q and I also have a, yes. I have an abortion video, like, uh, someone saying, like, four reasons why you should get an abortion. I think it'd oh. be really cool to hear your Reaction. We're going to debunk oh. this video. For choosing an abortion. Right, what are the common reasons for choosing an abortion? Did you know, according to the National Center on Health Slow, Statistics, that almost half of pregnancies in the U.S. are unplanned, and many will get pregnant while using birth control. For every 100 women who rely on the pill for one year, nine will get pregnant. And for every 100 women who rely on condoms for one year, nearly 20 will get pregnant. You're not alone. Given the data, there are many women right now in the very same situation as you, and they're asking themselves. Today, we're going to ask an important question. Why do women choose abortion? Welcome to Her Smart Choice. What if you're looking at a home pregnancy test that reads positive? You're likely wondering, what do I do now? Especially if it's an unplanned pregnancy. Maybe you're not ready at the present situation or don't want any more children. Most women who consider abortion say it's more than one factor that contributes to their decision. I want to address some other common reasons for choosing an abortion. Number one. 
You can't be pregnant right now, as it's not a good time to be pregnant or parent a child, as it'll interfere with school, career, family, or your other responsibilities. All right, well, what is this video titled? Um, probably four most common reasons. We are the, what are the common reasons for choosing an abortion? Boom. And the, immediately off the bat, you can see they value that human life as pretty much nothing. Yeah. It's pretty much just like suspend, like it's not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those are valid, f like those are fears. Like I don't ever want to like, like I'd never tell a woman like, oh, that's ridiculous that yeah. you're scared to lose your career or <laughs> that you are 17 and about to have a child. Like those are all legitimate fears, but like, and I think this is where the controversy comes in is, but it's a human life and it doesn't matter. Like it, it, like at the end of the day, like nothing else matters except for the fact that that's a human life. And no matter how inconvenient it may be, you, you can't kill it. Due it to doesn't justify any yeah. human life. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But again, like those are all valid fears that women go through and like not something to just brush under the rug, but I think something's also to be said, like, I feel like if you want to take, you know, to take kids seriously, you have to take the act of, you know, creating a child seriously. And in this culture, it's not. Yeah. And that's the main problem. It's like starts from there. That's true. And yeah. All right, yeah. Let's keep going. yeah. Number two. You are not able to afford to raise a child. <laughs> that is. I don't know. I have not been in a crazy like I'm not I wouldn't say I'm in a good financial position. I have zero in savings and sometimes I have two dollars in my bank account and yet I can get Joe diapers like the Lord provides every single time. And I don't think that a child should be killed because of money, because there are so many ways to make it work. Yeah. I mean, how much I, I asked you this yesterday, actually. But how much does it cost to have a kid? I mean, it costs a lot. I feel like I looked it up like. 20 grand or something a year which is more than i make a year <laughs> i make about eight grand a year <laughs> but i mean it's expensive for sure but especially women in crisis situations the amount of people that are willing to help yeah is incredible and that's like i couldn't have done this without the support of others mm -hmm. and it takes so, a community yeah like even if you don't know anyone like crisis pregnancy centers will give you free diapers any day, any day. And diapers are expensive. So like money should not be like a reason. All right. Number four. <laughs> oh, no, number three. Your current situation makes it hard to be pregnant or a parent, a child. All right. These are all literally just the same thing. Yeah. But yeah, just like look at all this from like a non-believers perspective. Yeah. Like, cause like, uh, the, like, cause you say like the, the whole money thing is like the Lord's going to provide, but for them, like, yeah, no, that's very true. No, he won't. <laughs> I mean the, like in the beginning of the argument of like, for someone who doesn't believe, should they have an abortion? Like when I'm, when you were approaching someone in that aspect, like it really, sh it shouldn't be a religious argument. It's a very biological argument. And in that case, that's different. But like. I feel like everything from a non-believer's point of view it's is so different so hard. because we're, well, we're not to call to judge people who don't believe, 
but we're, we're called to love them and you don't want to lie to them. So you tell them the truth, obviously, but like it's, it goes for everything. It goes like, you know, homosexuality is a big one. Like people are always like dad he struggles with that. Like how do I talk to someone that doesn't believe in God? Like that's not the first thing you go after. If someone's like struggling with like abortion, like let's say they don't even have a kid. They just, they stand for abortion as a human right. Like that's probably not the first thing you should just go and like argue with them about. Yeah. You should teach them about the love of Christ and all that stuff first, I feel like introduce that like what, what, what do you think about that is that a good way to do it or you just go ahead on kind of like i mean it's such a tricky subject i think most people it's hard like the honest truth is you're the likelihood of you changing someone's mind in a conversation about abortion is really slim yeah um and i think that if you bring the religion argument into it that might even close them off even more yeah um and i think a lot of people like people like facts People like to be like, you know, especially if they prove their side. 96% of biologists <laughs> agree that life begins at life. And then being like, oh, like that has nothing to do with religion. Yeah. But that's something that they can do their own research on. Has nothing to do with feelings or emotions. Um, but. And that all humans have a sense of morality like in sure. them. Yeah. So, I mean, the world tried to, tries <laughs> to corrupt that as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the process of uncorrupting. Well, like, back to, like, what I would say to a woman, like, I don't think in that situation, like, again, nothing I can say would probably convince them or necessarily help, but providing, like, consolation and telling them it's going to be okay and just saying, like, it's going to be hard. Like, yeah, don't sugarcoat it. Like, it's hard. Yeah. You're going to experience and have challenges that... <laughs> like you like it's it's hard like you can't sugarcoat it but Josephine is like, uh, demonstrating the challenge right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But it's possible. And like just me as a person saying like if you need anything like you know I don't know when you find yourself in that situation no argument is going to change really your mind. Like yeah. at the end of the day it's going to be based off of I think like how supported you feel. Mm-hmm. And um, it goes kind of for everything too. Like even with sharing the gospel, like the best way to do it is to do it through your actions, yeah. right? And not necessarily through words. So just showing people like the way you live and what you're doing right now. Yeah. It's a big thing. Um, let's go through some Q&A because I think these are all kind of the same thing on this video. So Bethany George asks. Um, oh, Bethany's back. Oh, Bethany. <laughs> <laughs> you should make an episode talking about hypocrisy from Christians in this generation and also why hypnotism is bad. Like, yeah, that, that could be a whole episode on its own. Hypocrisy. Yeah. We um, had a really good talk with Kyle about that one, so we should have him back on for that. Yeah. Kyle is the most wise 30-something-year-old I know. He's not <laughs> even 30. What? He's in his 20s. He's his late 20s. Awkward. <laughs> Sorry, Kyle. <laughs> Unless I'm wrong, then that would be embarrassing. <laughs> we're going to pretend that I know. Okay. And he is. Anyways. Actually. Anyways. Gemma, what would you, what do you say about hypocrisy? I mean, do you uh, see a lot of that in the Catholic church as well? Um, I feel like it's in everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can see it in just Christianity in general. Yeah. Like it's the, I think it's the biggest thing that turns off. But like people yeah. becoming Christians is other Christians being hypocrites and them following. I can't really blame yeah. them either. Them following the church and the people that claim to be following Jesus instead of actually following Jesus. Yeah, yeah. seeing but some of, seeing some of the stuff. There's like videos and stuff where it's, it's been oh, hard, like with scandals and stuff. Like, yeah. 
It's everywhere. The devil works everywhere. It's going to be everything. Yeah, this this past week, like, I was kind of struggling. I mean, not kind of. I was struggling. <laughs> I wasn't necessarily, like, completely happy, but I wasn't, like, depressed either. It was just kind of neutral. And, I mean, I, I guess you could say I was, like, living in sin. I wasn't, like, reading or praying a lot, and I was... Uh, I don't know, being tempted. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I I came to the thought, like, should I even call myself a Christian if I'm going to live like this right now? Because I think it's, like, really hypocritical to say, like, yeah, I'm a follower of Jesus. And then do the opposite of what a follower Do yeah. the things that a lonely teenage boy does. <laughs> yeah. So... I think we all like struggle with that. And I think that's one of the biggest things the devil uses is trying to make us think we're not part of Christ's family and we don't deserve it. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. I don't know. Hypnotism. I don't really know too much about hypnotism. (laughs) Me neither. You should research that one. (laughs) But I know it's probably not recommended. (laughs) Yeah. So ping me and I'll circle back. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll answer that one next episode or so. Um next one. So this is I have a question for you. What do you think about John twelve twenty five? That's the verse in my Instagram bio. Let's go. <laughs> Those who love That's their life the verse in John, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Those who love their life in this world will lose it. Those who care nothing of their life in this world will we'll keep, keep it, it for eternity. eternity. Jinx. Amen, brother. <laughs> oh, I think she's a Yankees fan. Uh, <laughs> Wants me to represent. <laughs> But that's kind of what we're talking about. Like, this life is a blip. What does really matter on this earth and what doesn't? Mm-hmm. And I, I guess... I think it's like, don't... I, the way I see it, it's like, don't fear death. Yeah. Because it's just the beginning of... I mean, for followers, it's just the beginning of... The beginning. Yeah, it's just the beginning of the beginning. The beginning of your next life. Oh, the beginning of <laughs> With the Jesus beginning. is what I was going to say. <laughs> You're wrong. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. But I stand office today. <laughs> Dude, I mean, having a kid probably adds a lot to what you think of life in general. Jesus always goes back to the kid. Because do you think your purpose changed? <laughs> you problem with the kid? For Her name is Josephine, by the way. <laughs> do you think your purpose changed in any way once oh, you had 100%. a kid? What was your what was what do you think your purpose was before you had a kid? That's a great question. I knew you wanted to be some sort of pilot. Yeah, right. there was lots of like superficial things. Yeah, I wanted to be a pilot. I wanted to pursue my. Which you are, but yes. not, not for work. Yes. Just not, not a work. good one anymore. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you get in the plane and fly down? <laughs> um, I would actually love to fly. Can we go fly? Yeah, if you rent the plane. Yeah. Can we actually just like rent a plane? You could fly us around. Yeah. Because we should totally do that. How, How much is that? Like like one seventy an hour. It's like not that bad. If we all pay for it, that's, that's too true. much. Christy's <laughs> um, <laughs> like. <laughs> no, you pay for the whole thing, I'll come. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, 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 I like handouts. <laughs> I don't take handouts from everyone. <laughs> I do anything on my own. I'm joking. I hate handouts. Sure. Especially when other people get it and I don't. <laughs> like, you can't get the handout unless I get it too. That's it. That's just how it works. Those who care nothing for their life will keep it. Just take that in the note. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that means I gotta keep it. 
<laughs> um, are you trying to say that? I don't know. <laughs> Just stop caring so much, I guess. Do you think like the biggest? Uh, so when before you had a kid, what was the biggest like thing you could do that would possibly life like in your head? I don't know. I really, I think I was just trying to find ways to make myself happy. Yeah. Whether that was a job or school, which it wasn't. Um, but it was super, like, I didn't have anything deep. I wanted a family. That was probably, like, the biggest thing I was aiming for that I was like, oh, I really want a family, which. Yeah. Um, but now, now. I do have one now. So <laughs> tiny one. But now it's, like, it's totally flipped. Like, it almost feels like my sole purpose in life, like, my sole purpose in life is to get her to heaven. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Dang. But like I live like I'm my life is totally oriented on her and like making sure she's safe and she's happy. So like it's just such a different level of purpose. Yeah. Especially when it comes to like making decisions of like am I gonna do something dumb tonight? No, because that could affect her. Yeah. I think Joe's up to some mischief underneath the table. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> you know, that that raises an interesting question for me. So when you say that your purpose is to, like, get her to heaven. Yes. What's your plan on that? How are you going to raise your child? That is a fantastic And question. I actually, like, stop. You're going to cut the brim off my hat. No, I'm not. I have my own Yankee with no brim. Okay, good. We have okay. such short attention spans. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's stealing my favorite hat, and he's going to break it. Okay, anyway. Um, it's my hat. So you see, like, you know, people like they like. I feel like maybe. Oh God! <laughs> now Joe has my hat. Oh, Aww. she looks so cute. <laughs> I'm like a little oh, so distracted. Okay, <laughs> focusing back, rephrasing. You said your sole purpose in life is get her to heaven. So, my question to you is: How do you plan on doing that? How like are you gonna like raise her in the church? Are you gonna like not do that? Because like you see like a lot of people who are like raised in the church. They, like, because when you're, like, forced to do something, you start to hate it. Yeah. That is what, that's one of my biggest fears. Like, if I did have a family, it's, like, you can see, um, you know, David's kids. Yeah. This is, like, all um, these amazing people. They had, like, they just, I don't know if they just neglected their kids or if, like, <laughs> I think that was kids. probably the same problem. Yeah, well, I mean. I mean, having multiple wives probably didn't help. But. Yeah. <laughs> but. What was that guy, the guy's name that fell off the, um. Roof Eli. when this Eli, yeah. Eli and like his Eli sons. was a prophet of God and his kids were absolute like A holes. Whoa. Sorry. Yeah, they just sucked. So it's like I wanted to ask like an adult that question on how they plan on raising their kids, but I guess you'll do. So <laughs> I am an adult, okay. <laughs> Jonah, I'm almost a legal adult, bro. Well, I wanted to ask like Chris or something how he is doing it. And he's doing it pretty well, it seems like. But like I just wanted to get your perspective and your opinion. What about your parents? My parents? Yeah. Uh, I was in Sunday school a lot. And you're still here. Yeah, but for some people. Yes, I am going to raise her in the church. And That's probably a good call. How are you <laughs> not going to make her hate it? I don't know. That's a good, like, I have had, I think, a new, unique experience in that, like, the way I was raised, like, I was raised in the church. It was... Like, something that was not an option. Not in, like, a... Well... Uh. You didn't have a gun to your head, but, like... No, uh, like, it was <laughs> like, you will go! But it was very much like, you go. You will go to church on Sunday. Like, I was... Like, my dad is a theologian. Yeah. 
And he taught me the Lord's Prayer in Latin. Good, good job. Pater Noster, Chris and Chelly, Santificate. Okay, you don't have to. <laughs> good job. Um, and it was really like it was aggressive, and I had like especially turning like getting into my teenage years, like I struggled of like that feeling of like yeah, I don't want to do something because they want me to do it. But my parents did a good job in the fact that like they like I knew it was the truth because they really made it clear of like. This is this is the truth, and I felt it when I wasn't in line with that. I felt I was like I'm not doing it right. So like I think that I don't know. I'm not gonna like I don't want to make her hate it, but it's gonna be like un- as long as she's under my roof, like she is gonna be asked to participate in the faith. Yeah. Um, and again, like I don't know. Getting her to heaven is my goal, but at the end of the day, like, she is her own person, and she'll make her own decisions, and there is a certain level of, like, I have no control over that, mm-hmm. but I can do the best that I can, and I hope that I show her the faith in a way that makes her love it, um, in a way that gets her inspired and yeah. doesn't make her hate it, but, like, to me, faith is, like, the most important thing, and so I'm not going to live out of a place of fear of, like, I don't, I'm just going to throw her in, and if she does well, great. So you're yeah. doing it Catholic? Yes. Okay. Real Catholic. That brings us to Christianity versus... <laughs> <No>. Wow! Well. <laughs> the, the way my mom did it... I'm going to interrupt you. Okay. But my mom, like... Or my parents, I should say, I guess. They didn't force me to do anything um, when it comes to spirituality. Um, I did go to church when I was, like, a kid, I guess, and I was baptized in a church in Connecticut, I think, maybe North Carolina. Um, I went to Sunday school a few times, but I didn't like it. Um, I don't know if anyone liked Sunday school in elementary school or whatever, but... Hey, I did. (laughs) (laughs) I was the smartest kid there, bro. Since everyone else was out there watching SpongeBob (laughs) and Phineas and Ferb, and I only got to watch Bible videos, guess who got all the questions right? (laughs) Guess who knew the stories? <laughs> Guess who was able to predict the stories to the other kids? Veggie That's the most passionate I've seen Jenna in a long time. Guess who? Me. Okay, anyways. Okay, you weren't <laughs> able to already. Anyways, um, in my early adolescence and tween years, I, um, like the question came to me in the form of young life or wildlife at the time. I don't know how they like reached my mom but my mom was like hey do you want to go to this like camp and i'm like sure and then it was it was like the middle school version of young life which is wildlife and like the question came like are you a believer i'm like yeah and i, I was pretty sure that up to that point i had believed in god but i didn't know anything more um and um after that i started taking into account like the way that my mom was so encouraging especially with words from the bible and I was inspired by that. Yeah. And so I wasn't forced to do anything. And yeah, but the I got I got here spiritually by choice. The moment you're forced to, like, hey, do you want to go to this camp? No. Too, Too bad. bad. <laughs> you're going. And then you're at the camp, and then you're having fun, but you're already so upset, and you're not supposed to have fun because you didn't want to go, and you're, yeah, you're supposed to, to hate there. this camp. <laughs> so you're, already, you're having fun. You're like, no, I'm supposed to hate it here. <laughs> and then you're just going to ruin it for yourself. I mean, there's, a, there's, I forgot what the Bible verse is, but it says like, if you raise a kid in the in the 
paths that's straight, like they will stay on that path. So that's encouraging. Yeah. And in such a world right now that's so confused and has nothing like nothing to stand on. Nothing nothing to yeah, nothing to stand on. Like mm-hmm. to me it be, it's an extra important like to make sure that she has something. Yeah. Okay, going to m- back to my question of making her not hate it. I, I like I I don't mean any offense, and like I don't want to. Like, you know, well, I'm pretty offended. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I'm just I'll go for it. Everyone I've like talked to, I was like, hey, like like that was like a former Christian. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like you, like if you get to know their story like well enough, like ninety percent of the time, it's they were raised in the Catholic Church mm. and hated like all like the rituals and stuff. And hated having to like rituals. were like forced to go there, and then they just like left. Yeah, is that the Catholic Church where it's like people from our church that complain about it and they go to that one? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I wasn't ready to talk about that. <laughs> we're not either. We're just um, <laughs> asking questions. Well, I just feel like it's such like a like I don't know. I don't want to get I feel like I'm representing the entire Catholic Church <laughs> right now. Okay, I'm putting a lot of weight on your shoulders. Um. I think everyone has a unique story and everyone has a unique experience. I think that there are some legitimate, like people have been hurt in the church. Yeah. In all churches, not yeah. just. In all, in all it's, churches. It's not just the Catholic church, yes. but I think they get the worst name. I think so. Yeah. I think that's partly because like we. You're not like, wishy-washy on anything. We're not wishy-washy about anything. And we're just, we're a lot more like we aren't just a go with the flow We're we have like the way we do things and it's very unconventional to almost every other church. Yeah. And I think that's really hard of like, I've talked with multiple, um, what's the one that's close? Um, evangelicals? Evangelicus? That sounds right. Evangelists? Evangelists? No, evangelical. Whatever one is the closest to the Catholic church without being the Catholic church. Like, they're oh, okay. like, there's just a lot of people that they don't what? like all the rules in place. They don't like yeah. that they have to show up to church every Sunday and like that we think that that's not okay if you don't you know like there's just a lot of like we I think there's just a level of seriousness and there's just a different like I just think like when I come to like if I came here um or when I've been to like a Protestant church I feel like I'm at like a like a youth retreat of like you have the music and you're pumped up and like you have that great ho- like sermon or homily, whatever you guys call it, and I leave like oh, like that was like it feels very just lighthearted. Um, whereas when you go to the Catholic Church, it's more quiet, and you're not doing all of this crazy hyper stuff, and it's a lot more of like an internal like I f- find myself like having closer interactions with God through that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Not that really, one is better than the other. That's I just really think interesting to me because <clears throat> to, to me personally. Because I'm so used to this kind of stuff. Yeah. Every time I'm, like, in Switzerland or something, that was the worst one. We went to a church in Switzerland that was a French-speaking pe- part. So we went, and Mass was two hours long. Yeah, those are hard. And I oh. sat down on this wooden bench, and I was like, good God, help. <laughs> and then he's speaking in Latin, first of all, so no one understands him. And then he starts speaking in French. So I still don't understand him. So for two hours, I'm sitting there, and I don't understand anything this guy is saying. And he's walking around in his robe, and he's swinging his smoke and stuff. I don't I don't know the whole It's I, It's something else. I don't know. It like. is something else. And I'm, <laughs> like, I think from, like, especially, like, I don't know, just a really basic standpoint, like, 
it sounds more fun to come and sing praise and worship. Yeah. And like, honestly, it's more f- entertaining. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I don't like the, I don't, sorry. I don't like the high energy stuff though. Like I honestly come to church late just to skip like the worship music. Yeah. Cause I, I don't like, okay. Yeah. But there's something like, I will say I would much <laughs> rather sit, I think in a Catholic. Um, I've never been to mass. a mass though. Great, you should go. Maybe not all the <laughs> way through, but like the whole like hymn sermon. Then just have like some of these people that are like up at the front of like these crazy mega churches. Like yeah. there's this scene in Borat. <laughs> I watched Borat yesterday. I don't know if anyone remembers the church scene. I don't. But like that is like like when people see that, they're like he like good God. Like it, it was one of those like mega churches in Texas yeah. and it's like this dude, and he's like very obviously faking that he's speaking in tongues. <laughs> so he's just I like, "Hi, your bitch. <laughs> and then there's the dudes like like this 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 one dude is just running around the sanctuary like with his hands behind him, and he's just like, ah! <laughs> it's I mean, just like yeah. Ugh. I think the really cool thing, and I think both like every practice. Is beautiful. I don't think like I'm not saying that ours is better, but um, <laughs> but but there is but. a certain level of just beauty in the Catholic Church of like yeah. when like you at least a good Catholic church. Our Catholic churches right now are, but like you walk in and it's beautiful, and everything in the church is supposed to be pointing you towards God, not anyone else around you, which I think is interesting because when I go to a Protestant church, it's a lot of like, we are here to worship together. It's very communal. It's very like, how do we love the Lord through each other? I think we take the body of Christ thing very seriously. We do. (laughs) We. You? Yeah. Really? That's great. And it's just like, (laughs) what you're trying to say is like, we, we are the body. What? I don't know what you're saying. Oh, I don't know. No, I was just saying, like, you come in and it's like, you're (laughs) taught, like, I don't know. Whereas the Catholic Church, like, everything is oriented, like, even the altar in front with all the statues, like, are supposed to point you towards heaven. And it's not about who you came with or, like, what mood you're in. It's all of, it's about, like, growing close to the Lord in that individual relationship, not personal versus communal. Yes. Which I think. Both are necessary in the spiritual life, but I think the Catholic Church is just you say there's really a better balance. What would you say? There's a better balance to that. I don't know. I think when it comes to the Mass and where we we take like the Eucharist and the Body of Christ so incredibly seriously, like in the Mass situation, I think it's as it should be. I think it should be quiet and reverent and completely pointed towards Him. But then outside of mass that one hour every sunday i think that the catholic church like like we could do better at doing more like vibrant activities um which moving to denver has opened my eyes because there actually is a lot of that out there um but i think no one at least a lot of people in our society don't like to follow rules we don't like to be told what to do and the Catholic Church very much is like, this is what we believe and this is what you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. which I think makes it really easy for people, especially young people, to be like, I don't, I don't want to do that. That's like, I, that's just too much. Because young people are supposed <laughs> to be like revolutionaries, you know? <laughs> yeah, but it's all about like how we you We can't listen to old ideas. We got to create our new own ideas. Yeah. And so like, I think it's a challenge, but that is just a testament to like, 
at least the way I see it of like yeah. how much like how much do I value my faith? Do I value it enough to like be okay setting aside an hour, which some are too, but like in all retrospect, like that's a very short period of time. Like I, I want to get to heaven. So therefore, like I am okay and I've come to be okay. I fought with it a lot, but like I'm okay following the rules and it's inconvenient sometimes. And, but I personally think like that's what's going to get me to like that's going to help me get heaven. So I think for you, like, since you're, like, really serious and you actually, like, mean, like, what you do, then, like, the Catholic Church is awesome. But for someone who's been brought into it by their parents and everyone, all of their other, like, school friends are out, you know, I don't know, skiing or whatever, yeah. and you're sitting in mass, I feel like. And it just any church in general, I feel like that would be just such a turnoff. I think it then comes to, like, at, yeah. any, at a it's certain just, it's point. Just a, it's just it's a thing. Yeah, you have to do your own self-discovery yeah. of it. And if you believe it, yes, you'll so, do it. Yeah, so I guess that that's what like my question really boiled down to is if Josephine doesn't want to come to church anymore and would rather go do other things, are you going to force her to come? And to what age would you? I don't know. 18. <laughs> I mean, part, of me, part of me is like as long as she's under my roof, like she will be required to follow a certain amount of things and church on Sunday is one mm-hmm. of them. The thing about Catholic church is you can also go Saturday night. Or sometimes Sunday night. Like, there's a lot of flexibility. Yeah. Well, no. But, <laughs> but like, there's just a lot of, like, I don't know. I think I think the thing this boils down to is when people start trying to make Christianity hip and cool and appealing for reasons besides knowing the truth, yeah. then it, at first it'll get people, but the people it does get turn into lukewarm Christians and... I think, yeah, I think is not. I'm, I'm going to call out Young Life right here. I think that's the problem with Young Life. <laughs> get them hooked and then you just don't really you just don't really develop them well there's a new rule actually where if you've attended two camps you're not allowed to go to any more <laughs> what that's not true yeah i'm not allowed to go to any more and either is trevor or freshman or now the sophomores really yeah they've already attended two because Why? It, it's meant for newcomers you can tell in every like yeah, I guess well, you can call it a curriculum. Pro- I think that's... You can tell that it's, well, it's they're usually not, the same. I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Are they thing offering, because like, a camp for people who have gone more than twice? That'd be cool, but it'd be a lot more work because you'd have to... Then you have to change everything, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what Young Life is. The progression for Young Life is you go to some camps, you get introduced to Jesus, and then ideally do work camp, I think. Yeah, yeah but step. I think that's stupid is to limit <laughs> people to only two camps. I'm going to have to have a talk with Dan. I think Dan that's ridiculous, or. too. I, I like thought it was ridiculous what? at first, and then I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? I don't really need to go to any more camps. Well, are they? But are you they s- know it. But like, if it's a newcomer, are they saving yeah. spots? Yeah, well, they're not newcomers people? if they've gone twice. Well, it, it, that, that's oh. another thing. It does save. It does save spots. <laughs> True. Facts. That's another thing. It does save spots for people. Like, you could like recommend a friend to go and be like. Well, because I I'd, I've gone to a lot of camps, and the reason a lot of people go repeatedly is not because of Jesus. It's because the hot tubs and the fun activities and the other girls they can go meet there. That's the, the reason ch- they go. And the chance to meet a new partner. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> can I go? So that's probably the main reason. <laughs> but um, I think it'd be cool to dedicate a whole episode to, like, Christianity versus Catholicism. Right now we've just, like, talked about, like, what we feel about each other's thing. We haven't yeah. talked about, like, true differences and, like, different theological things. I think things. it would be a very fascinating episode. I think so. 
And I think we need like a video to react to, or I don't know how we would do it. I'm still triggered about this Young Life thing. (laughs) (laughs) Move on, Jonah. No, it's about. So that means I can't go. Jonah, grow, grow up. Means I can't go. (laughs) Hey guys, we got another question over here. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Because it's about the maturity of your leader. Jonah, Jonah, let it go. Jonah, grow up. Let it go. Passionate about this. Let it go. (laughs) Do y'all think that this generation is full of distractions? Absolutely. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) To think that it's not as foolish. Okay, no. Let's elaborate. Is this baby a distraction, though? Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> She's a, good one, a distraction for my faith, Gemma. <laughs> if she doesn't point you towards God, I don't know what will. <laughs> he said, let the children come to me, okay? You must become childlike, okay? That's TikTok right there. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, distractions. Top distractions. Phone. Top three. Phone. Phones. Yeah. The internet in general. Yeah. yeah. I'm on a dopamine cleanse right now because I was on Snapchat and Instagram and my I just got my screen time report this morning. It was like six hours a day and I was like, okay. Yeah. I deleted TikTok two days ago. I told Luke. I'm nice. very excited. Well, now she's that. watching Instagram reels, but no. Well, <laughs> how did you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. And then you get rid of Instagram and then you go to YouTube shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just always the next one. You have to just do, if you want to get off social media, you have to get off all of them. Exactly. Yeah. Like I got off Snapchat the and then Instagram... It's just like scrolling. And, and then you get rid of YouTube and Instagram, and then you're like, ah, oh, it's over. Facebook. <laughs> Their videos are weird. Dude, one, of the, one of my main distractions they're is so scrolling Facebook Marketplace. They're so <laughs> long. Facebook and they're totally so staged, too. And they're so bad. Uh, it's like a five-minute video of this. But you like, still watch it. You know, this dude is like, he's like crafting his own hot tub or something. And it's like, it's like a 20-minute video. And, like, if you don't know that there's the skip option, like, you're just going to sit there. Yeah. Like, for an elderly And then it won't even, like, finish it. And yeah. you'll be like, <gasps> but yes, lots like, of distractions. <laughs> How do I find the part? I also think. Video? I think we, I don't know. Social media. Internet. Yeah. Um, Those kind of fall in the same thing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. The, the wanting of experiences is a big distraction for a lot of people. Just that seeking of wanting to do what other people are doing, not missing out, I yeah. think, is a big distraction. FOMO. I think self, out. like, self-importance, selfishness. Yeah. Everything boils down to selfishness when you think about it. Everything bad in the world usually boils down to you wanting things and getting it because That's you want it. great Jack Wolfgang Jansen once said, <laughs> every sin is born out of selfishness. Yeah. So, <laughs> selfishness is distracting. Uh, uh, I think, yeah. There's also good distractions. Yes, <laughs> indeed. So don't get rid of those. <laughs> yeah, distractions from the world, I guess those could be good. Yeah, I you think there's... Like, I guess debatably the Bible can be a distraction from <laughs> everything else. From the evil of the world. But I don't know if we call that a distraction, more of a source of truth. Yes. It's a distraction from the indomitable hu- human spirit. <laughs> yes. And it's abil- snowman. <laughs> and its ability to break through <laughs> the unrelenting evil of the universe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you think about the first sin, Adam and Eve, like... Okay, this is going for on. It's for too too, okay, too deep. Let's, okay, let's, next let's question. Let's wrap sorry. this up. Let's get this over with. <laughs> Someone's done. Yep. Audrey, Linda, how do you turn to God? How do you turn to turn... Sorry, I don't think I this think probably got messed up again. Uh, how do you turn to God during bad times? I haven't been feeling motivated to pursue God lately. Mm. I guess the perspective of when you're in the bad times and what does that mean about you and God and that relationship? 
is for probably me, something you want to tackle. For me last week. Oh, would oh. you like some coffee? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're a little young. I'm allowed to have caffeine yet, Josephine. Oh, she's allowed. Mm. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> Life isn't I fair. I force her to drink <laughs> coffee. Just because I wasn't allowed to, that means your kid can't either. Exactly. Well, That's unfair. Hold up. <laughs> she can't get a handout if I don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how this works. Anyways, um, for me, it started with a prayer because um, Wild at Heart is my new favorite book. And um, so that's the title. Well, no, this, that he has prefers a lot. it. <laughs> yeah, actually. No, that has a, that's a, a bunch of books, though. So, you know, anyways, um, at the end, he included like a daily prayer um, for encouragement and other things. Yeah. And so I just listened to that and followed along. And then after I said my own prayer in a similar fashion, and I remembered that at breakfast on one Wednesday morning, we were talking about like how you can put like a uh, a format on prayer, and it's so you think of like the Lord's prayer, but you put your own twist on it based on your situation, and so that's what I did. It's like say what you're thankful for, um, and ask for forgiveness and confess your sins. And then, like, ask for stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the wish list side. Yeah, your wish list. Because, like, your wish list is meaningless if you can't, like, reconcile with your mm-hmm. your wrongdoings. Mm-hmm. So I usually just ask for his will because I'm like, I don't know what I want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think what helped me was the realization that, like, prayer doesn't have to be a specific thing all the time. Like, it doesn't have to be. It's a conversation. Yeah, like, especially in hard times when you're like, I do not want to pray. Like, for me, it was something as simple as saying, Lord, I'm here. Like, just sit with me until you get to a better place where you're willing to do a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, just cool. in, like inviting him into the situation. I think that's like all he wants is he wants us to invite him into his life yep. and to our lives. And so when we find it difficult being, even just being, like, be honest, like, if, like how you would a friend and be like, Lord, I am angry and I do not want to talk to you. Like, help me. Yeah. Like it can be just as simple as that. Yeah. And that like the Lord can work through that and maybe, I don't know, give yep. you what you need to do something just a little bit more. Yep. I was on the, sorry, yeah, go ahead. I was on the plane. Um, I think it was going to Florida during Thanksgiving break. And, I don't remember what I was listening to, but um, God Only Knows by Freaking Country. I love that song. Came up. And, like, for some reason, I had this, like, way different experience listening to it than any other time that I've listened to it. And, like, I've listened to the words before, but that time, I like, I started, like, tearing up and crying. I was like, dang, there's only, like, there's only, like, one being who knows. What you've been through. Ex- like, who knows the real me. Yeah. yeah. And... Like, I think that's really important to know if you, like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I think it's really important to know that. No, that's cool. I mean, <laughs> if, you're, if, if you're having a bad time, just go read Job. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's hard to be motivated. Yeah. And don't just talk to God during the bad times. I think that's what a lot oh, of people yeah. do is they'll just ask God when they need him. But if you really want to have a relationship and like uh, someone to be there to help you, you, 
it's like a relationship. You don't just have them in the bad times. You have them in all the times. So I think with that being said, Gemma, any, any last wise words you would like to tell? Maybe mostly like girls struggling with whatever it may be. Any words of encouragement? Or Our viewership is mostly girls. So this is your... Is it actually? This is your one shot. I think it's like 70%. Wow. <laughs> well, the pressure's on. Um, Have a baby. Yes. <laughs> no. I mean, if you want to learn a really hard lesson, <laughs> don't recommend. If you want patience. Yeah. Well, I don't think I've grown in that. <laughs> I ran out of that. Um, Better hurry before we sh- stop recording. No. Um, I just... Go, Gemma, go. Go, go, go. <laughs> Like, everything in life is challenging. There's Things are changing. We live in a really tough world where you're being told a million different things. There's a lot of different things that you can choose to believe in, choose to to do. Um, but just take it one step at a time. Don't live out of place of fear. You only get one life. Um, take the risks. Love hard. Like, be passionate. Follow the Lord. And, um, yeah. Just don't give up. I could put all that on like a sign that like my mom would put up in the kitchen. Like I have learned cliches are so true though. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Like I just like I just thought of something. Like I, if I could change my senior quote, I would because I used a quote from Diogenes that says like, "Why not whip the teacher when the pupil misbehaves?" <laughs> what? It, it's saying like it's the teacher. It's pretty much saying that it's the teacher's fault that the student's misbehaving. Okay. Because a good teacher wouldn't allow that in the first place. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Um, Josephine is done with this. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> Anyways, if I could change my senior quote, I would say like, "Don't listen to your heart, like, because the Lord wants something way better for you than your heart ever could. Your heart is deceitful." Let me add a cliche to that. You have two lives. The first one begins when you know you <laughs> oh. have when you realize you have one. <laughs> Jonah, any cliches? So good. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Don't just I hate that do one. great. Be great. <laughs> So many no. cringy quotes. They're cringy, but they're true. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you Turn for watching. Hit the subscribe button. Go follow Joe on Instagram. Follow her journey. Yes. And uh, she'll be back one day. We'll debate each other on uh, Catholicism versus... Bye. Aw. You can't well, say anything after no, that. Yeah. Say it, nope, it's <laughs> over. <laughs>